Welcome to the KBB Review Podcast. This is episode 18 of season 2, and I'm your host, Andy Davis, up here in the increasingly warm and sunny loft. Spring is coming fast, we've had 20 million vaccines, and we've been able to add another word to our COVID vocabulary. Roadmap. That's the plan that will lead us all out of lockdown and into the promised land, or at least the nearest pub. So in this episode, we're discussing whether those roadmaps go far enough with two top KBB retailers. We have friend of the pod, Richard Hibbert, from KSL in Sudbury, and we meet Joe Varley, the owner of Varley's of Newtown in Wales. Rich Hibbert is also, of course, the chairman of the KBSA, so as well as roadmaps, we're also talking level playing fields. That's a campaign that allows KBB retailers to open their showrooms to trade customers, even in the lockdown. It's all really interesting stuff. It's all really relevant for everything that's happening right now. So don't go anywhere. But before we get started, are you currently recruiting? Do you have active job vacancies? Well, the KBB Review Save Our Skills campaign is once again offering free job ad posts on kbbreview.com for anyone recruiting in the KBB sector. Whether you're a retailer, a supplier, a service provider, your ad will be on for 30 days and we'll take the last submissions on April the 30th. That's right, it's all free, there's no strings, there's no hidden fees. It's all part of KBB Review's desire to keep the industry moving and to keep vital skills and experience from drifting out of the industry. We seem to have turned a corner on the number of people being made redundant, which is great, of course, and now there seems to be a lot of companies with vacancies, so let's get them filled. Go to kbbreview.com forward slash save our skills to find out all the details. I promise you it really is as good as it sounds. We're just here to help. Okay, it's been a big couple of weeks in the world of retail and with the budget next week, the decisions that affect us both in the short and long term are coming thick and fast. So let's talk roadmaps, level playing fields and other clumsy geographical metaphors with a couple of top retailers. So live from Sudbury, we have friend of the podcast, Rich Hibbert from KSL. He is also, of course, the chairman of the KBSA. Hello, Rich. Afternoon, you right? I'm very good. Thank you very much. And hopefully live from Newtown in Wales, we have Joe Varley from Varley's. Hello, Joe. Hello, good afternoon. Most people are familiar with KSL, Rich. So let's start with you, Joe, by getting you to tell us a little bit about Varley's. Give us your potted history. I started the business. It'll be 20 years next February, so 19 years. I started off basically just selling tiles for a guy. And then I ended up starting on my own, just started off to doing tiles. And then I went into doing bathrooms and kitchens and then ended up doing everything, really. that That's where my journey started. I uh, kept going and expanded and kept moving forward. So give us an idea of, of the scale of Varley's. How many you know kitchens and bathroom projects are you working on every week? It can vary. Last year, I didn't have a very good year on the kitchens. I saw 20 kitchens, I think, in the year. Bathrooms, probably 35, something like that. So one or two every week. Okay, so it's a pretty typical, classic, independent KBB retailer, which is fantastic because that's what we're all about. Let's talk lockdowns and roadmaps now. Joe, let's start with you here. Well, let's go back a bit. Let's start with how business has been for you since the start of 2021. How have you been faring so far? I've never experienced this. It's been quite unbelievable. Um, I feel like it's starting all over again, like I'm just starting my business. The staff are furloughed and all the rest of it. And then I lost my kitchen designer at the beginning of the pandemic because she went to work for a competitor. But then I didn't replace her because of what happened with the pandemic and, and being told to close. So I've been doing pretty much all the work myself. 
I did interview to take somebody on, but then because we weren't allowed to open, that didn't ha- seem to happen. So it's, I found it very difficult, to be honest, very, very difficult. And the way Wales have been, they've been completely different to England. And I think they've been more stricter on the lockdown rules than any other part of the UK, to be honest. And how is demand for you then? And what kind of demand are you getting from your customers? To be honest, it's been like, I've sold a bit online and stuff like that. But a lot of people in in the town where I live in this area have been actually sticking to the rules and not, you know, not coming out and being stringent with it all. So it has pretty much had a massive uh, knock on effect of my, uh, of my income and my turnover and all the rest of it. Right, so Rich, I think the last time we spoke was before Christmas, wasn't it? So how's, how's it been for you so far? We have been busy. We're obviously in some ways banging our head against the wall because we can't have the showroom open. We have got quite a few building clients that we're dealing with who are, are finding ways to get through it. Inquiries-wise, we have been busy. We've, we had done a lot of work on our website to be able to take inquiries online and um, brochure downloads, and that has worked really well. We've, I'm getting messages ping on my phone left right and center of people downloading brochures and and requesting video calls i'm a little wary that there are a lot of people at home and sometimes actually thinking about a design or thinking about a bathroom or kitchen or or doing something is to pass the time so we're we're still trying to vet people as much as possible but i've got staff in we're we're working on a lot of projects um, we've got a lot of long-term projects that we and long-term clients we're working with, so we're we're still down there. Personally, I could do with a couple more days in the week, but we still need we still need that showroom open for a lot of our clients to come. And we've had a lot of people say that's brilliant. We've got that up to a level, and as soon as we can come in and see the product and go ahead, so it is a little bit frustrating. You're working so hard for less of an end result, but we are we're starting to see the boredom kick in and, and the fact that they would have waited till February, but now it's April, they're like, oh, I want to get on now. So we have seen a little tide turn lately, but there's still, you know, it's still slow progress with people. Yeah, and the idea that people are sitting at home idly looking for new kitchens and bathrooms without any intention of buying them just makes you want people to get Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk the roadmaps. As I say, you're both obviously under different rules. Now, broadly speaking, the English roadmap has non-essential retail opening on April the 12th. Yeah. And the Welsh roadmap, Joe, has it on March the 15th, doesn't it? I mean, you're about a month ahead. I believe so, yeah, because we went into lockdown well before Christmas. We were like quite a few weeks before England. So I think because we went into lockdown sooner that it's not been as bad and that's why we're a couple of weeks forward that we can reopen. You've obviously already had some kids there back to school, haven't you, I think? Yeah, they started back, I think it was last week, they started back or the week before. It was, I think I heard the cheers of the parents from here. <laughs> we're, Rich and I are going to start cheering on Monday, hopefully. Definitely. So look, let's come to you first, Rich. From a business owner's point of view, how do you feel about that English roadmap that was announced earlier in the week? I was hoping it was going to be a bit earlier. I mean, I mean, it is hard because you look at your own area. I mean, we in the first lockdown, we didn't, it was almost like it wasn't around here. And this latest lockdown, it did come around Christmas a lot harder around here with a lot more cases, but it has tailed off a massive amount. So it feels around here like we're all ready to get back into it. We've seen a lot more people outside and a lot more inquiries. In one way, we're able to plan, we're able to guide ourselves a bit better so 
working without any knowledge of when we'll be back is is really frustrating. So actually having a date gives us something to work for and then something more to plan for. But I was hoping it would be a bit earlier. That's interesting, Joe, isn't it? Because your date is much earlier, but actually the overall roadmap for Wales is much vaguer than the English one is. Yeah, it's very, very vague, the Wales roadmap. I mean, they've not even really announced properly what is happening. So it'd be interesting to know when I can reopen. I'm excited about it all. I've got a lot of good ideas that I want to do, and I feel that my business is going to move from strength to strength, definitely. You've both touched on it already a little bit, but do you think or are you expecting a noticeable upturn in demand when that lockdown is released? I think that um, it's going to go absolutely off the wall, really. I think that the demand is going to be everybody's going to be wanting to do something. And I think for the next three years that we're going to be very busy people. That's what I feel. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're planning for it. We've, we've had so many inquiries um, and so many people wanting to go ahead. We're, we're trying to tell people that product supply, labour, everything else is going to really hit bottleneck come lockdown ending. Um, we've had a few people then gone, well, actually, I, w- I want to get it done. We've had jobs done by you previously. Can we do it before lockdown ends? So that has helped us sort of having that guide. But I, I do think you're going to have different pressures. Feast and famine, when, you, when you're quiet, there's pressure. But when you're ultra busy, there's different and, and maybe more fast-paced pressures. We're planning heavily for being massively busy so we can hopefully weather that storm as well and not let it affect us because there's, there's a lot of businesses that have taken on too much work and been too busy and been affected just as much as being quiet. So we're, we're expecting to be busy and we're preparing for it. Joe, so much of the last 18 months or year has been about the uncertainty of everything. You know, they're not really knowing what's going to happen. As you said, it's better to have a date in the future than no date at all. What is your business confidence like that this is the end of it all? This is the final time you're going to have to do this and it really is the way out? Do you know what? I'm not really sure because I don't think they're really sure, but I'm just hoping that this is the end of it and this vaccine's going to work. You know, I didn't realise one of my friend told me yesterday that him and his wife had the vaccine and uh, she's had a second dose and she became not very well and she's been tested and she's got it and she's really poorly. Now, I I just hope it doesn't come to the vaccine is causing this to, to people and slowing everything down again and making everybody worry, you know? Yes, and that worry is very real. As everyone always says, no vaccine is 100% effective and therefore there will always be people that have had the vaccine but also get COVID and those two things will overlap. It's that confidence that this is the final end of it all that can lead to forward planning and some look further in the future than just a few weeks or a few months away, Rich. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I was gauging it a little bit on one of my customers. As soon as lockdown hit, we had two bathrooms in ready to go with them and, and that got paused in the first lockdown. And it's supposed to be first week in April. We had all the stuff. It's still sitting in the warehouse now. And they literally didn't see their family. They haven't seen anyone. They haven't been out. They were scared of it, basically. They were really scared. We spoke to them recently and they've, they've had a jab and they're having their second jab in April and they're keen to go ahead with their bathroom in May. And that said to me a lot about how even the most vulnerable are feeling. I can see where people are getting the jabs and we're, we're seeing that confidence in the country that we've had so many jabs and we've got this side of it under control as in we've got enough to be able to jab people and, and we're doing it quickly. I think that will help the confidence 
going forward, I'm not 100% confident we're not going to see another lockdown or another spike at some point. But I think we're more prepared and it's more acceptable than it ever has been if it comes again. I found it fascinating just how much the general public is now interested in graphs. Yeah. The other big thing that's coming up, of course, is the budget, right? That's coming up on Wednesday. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon, February the 26th. So again, Joe, as a business owner, what would you like to see in that budget that's going to actually tangibly help you? I'd like to see that they're not going to put the VAT up for, for a start because that's going to put the brakes on people spending, I feel, a little bit. I hope that they are going to look at businesses and realise that they do need help after what's happened with the pandemic and not be too too hard on people with taxes and everything. That's right. That's what I'm hoping. Right, so you don't want to see a kind of austerity budget? No, I don't know. And I want it to be hold back a bit if they can, but I really can't see it happening. Right, okay, so you're you're expecting some some bad news on Wednesday. Rich, what about you? What what are you hoping for in that budget that's going to help you? I mean, I was hoping the last time when they dropped the VAT for um, hospitality, I was really hoping that, that something might be done on our side because that really helped previously when we dropped, actually when, when the VAT was dropped and when it went back up because people were scrabbling around to order before it went up to 20%. I do understand the hospitality because I know quite a few people in it and, and there is struggles there. But also I'm seeing a lot of people do well in the hospitality industry and they've had help out to eat out um they've had the five percent vat and and some additional grants when i look back at my business i think it's crazy that i think in 12 months seven to eight months is closed and it's harder we're not selling a meal we're not having a takeaway someone collecting it's a lot harder so i'd I'd really love to see our industry get some support like the hospitality has really with maybe a drop in value. i'm not saying five percent Last time it went down to 15, I think, and that really did spur people on. Maybe even take a little bit off that side and, and, and sort of offer it up to other industries, not hitting a load of people too hard where it scares them into, into slowing down their purchasing. I mean, I guess you could argue indirectly things like the help with stamp duty and things like that. If you help the property market, that's going to help the kitchen and bathroom market. There are indirect things that might be in there that will either benefit or hinder one way or the other. Rich, let's talk a little bit about this campaign that we're running together because all this overlaps with each other. And it's a sort of joint thing we're doing between KBB Review and the KBSA, which we've called the Level Playing Field campaign. Now, in a nutshell, what it's all about is trade-only kitchen and bathroom retailers are currently allowed to open to their customers, their trade customers, but retailers who have both consumer and trade customers, as many independent businesses do in this sector, have to close. That puts them at a clear disadvantage, in our opinion. So, look, why to you, you're the chair of the KBSA, but you're also a business owner. Why is this so important, do you think? It's happening in other industries as well. So, I mean, the supermarkets are able to sell clothes and and things where other clothes shopping, you're seeing them going out of business. So there, there is unfairness going around. I know it's a difficult time, but actually our customers are buying and they will find a way. I'm not saying all everyone's going to go to an independent and then go, well, I can't buy this beautiful kitchen. I'm going to go and buy whatever I can. They will wait. But I know of some builders that said, you know, come on, let's get going because I can go and buy a kitchen in Howden's. I can go to B&Q and places like that. So if there's a rule, let it be a rule for everyone or no one. It's unfair at the moment. If we're going to be bundled in with construction, then at least treat us in the same way or give us our own voice. 
Yes, I mean, it's important to stress here, isn't it? This is not about criticising or knocking the big multiple trade retailers. Mm. They are allowed to open and they are following the rules as, as are laid out. The whole point of this is to say, well, hang on a minute, it seems unfair that they can open to their trade customers, but independent KBB retailers can't. Uh, and that does put them at a disadvantage. This is a campaign. There is a way for retailers to get involved. We've got some templated letters that you can download from the KBB Review website or the KBSA website, and you send them off to your local trading standards and your local MP just to try and get some awareness of this and some action taken on this. Joe, how, how do you feel about this? You've sent your letters off. How frustrated are you by the need to close your showroom in this way? Uh, very frustrating for me because um, our local builder merchants has basically... They've been open all the way through through this and they're allowed to supply whoever they want. And they've actually told me that their sales are up two or three times higher than normal times because basically everybody's been going to them, which I feel, again, leaves us on an unfair playing field. I sent a letter to my local MP who informed me that it's been passed on to the Welsh Minister now to go to Parliament. So that's good. And I also passed it on to Trading Standards. You called me the other day and they agreed 100% in the letter. They, they said that they felt very sorry for us. They couldn't really answer you know, what they thought could be done. But it's only right that everybody should be on the same playing field. And when we went into the lockdown, when Boris Johnson announced it, everybody should have closed. That, that's my view on it all. Yeah, I mean, construction is one of the sectors that was allowed to continue. And I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. But it is whether or not you fall under that definition of supplying the construction industry, which clearly an awful lot of independent KBB retailers do. I supply tiles and adhesive. That is a necessity for some people. And I haven't been allowed to sell it, but the likes of B&Q and stuff, you can just go in and collect whatever you want. And I'm told I shouldn't be doing it, which I feel is really unfair. Rich, we are approaching the end of this lockdown, we hope. And therefore, we do have dates for when showrooms can reopen. But there are still weeks in between then and now. And for somebody like Joe, who could be selling a kitchen a week, that's quite a lot of business. It is. And like I said, I think it's seven or eight months out of the 12 months, we're going to be closed in this financial year, which is a massive, massive amount. And the furlough has been great. The grants have been great. And, and don't get me wrong, they've really supported our business in that way. But actually, the costs that we have monthly are not covered by that. And, and allowing us to, to trade in the same way as other people would have taken a bigger burden off of the, the government, would have allowed us to at least have some control over our destiny and potentially give some back in corporation tax at the end of the year because it's a well-known fact that the small small to medium businesses tend to give the most in, in that side of it. So it would have given a, a positivity to to the figures coming back to the government. And the campaign needs to be for ongoing as well. So it's about opening now, but it's about having a voice and a level playing field going forward as well as, as, well as now. And this is one of the important things about it, I think, a long-term view to have the kitchen and bathroom retail sector as its own classification. Yeah. I mean, lots of, lots of retailers out there will be thinking, hang on a minute, I pay levies to the construction industry. Exactly. And yet I'm not allowed to be included in construction when it comes to having my showroom open. And those two things clearly are at odds with each other. Yeah, and we've been fighting that for a number of years. We've had a lot of dialogue with CITB. It's a real difficult one. Uh, and it's going to be a fight that's going to be ongoing. But whether you bundle us or, or 
or you push us into that sector, then then let us work as the same way as everyone else in that sector. Yes, it's going to be really interesting to watch this one play out. Everyone's quite sympathetic with the speed at which all these rules have been put together and therefore anomalies and contradictions are going to be all over the place in them. But it's whether or not anything is learnt from them in the long term. Definitely. Gents, thank you so much. The clock has beaten us. We could talk all day about stuff like this, couldn't we? <laughs> but Joe, uh, it's lovely to have you on for the first time. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. I've really uh, enjoyed the uh, the talk. Really enjoyed it. Well, thank you, sir. We'll catch up with you again soon. Rich, we will catch up with you the next time there's a big headline. <laughs> thank you. All right, and we'll, we'll see you both soon. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Huge thanks to Richard Hibbert and Joe Varley for their time. And I think it's clear that there's still a lot of uncertainty and haziness around how these plans will play out. So let's just see what happens. Don't forget to check out our Save Our Skills free job ads offer at kbbreview.com forward slash Save Our Skills. And we'll be back next week with a very special episode celebrating International Women's Day. Bye for now.